Welcome to the X-Files podcast by LSG Media. I'm Dean. I'm Josh. And on this week's episode, we're talking Season 2, Episode 22, F Emasculata. Dude, is this one of the grossest episodes we've ever covered? It is up there. It's gross. So I'm just gonna I'm just gonna rattle. I need to get this out of my head because I will lose it if I don't. I'm like that kind of dumb, you know. Mm -hmm. So I watched this episode once, and I was a little distracted, and I was like, I'm doing the I'm doing the habitual looking at social media thing, which angered the shit out of me. And then I looked over and then I was like, I don't even, I don't even know if I like this episode. And then I watched it again tonight and it made a little bit more sense, even though the plot's kind of, it's a bit weird, but, um, there is, um, there's a lot of things I actually do kind of dig in this episode, but I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm super high on it. I was expecting to be higher on it based on watching these first few minutes. Um, remember I told you it had run over the last step we covered it ran over and I was like, whoa, this is crazy. Look at how graphic this is. Yeah, you didn't even think it was the same show. Right. I thought I was like, this can't be the Fox program. This is to be a different program. I know. It's our program. And um and um I definitely liked it more on a second viewing for sure. I would probably say I'm in a like category. I don't I don't I don't dislike it because there's a lot of good things going on. Number one, Dean fucking Norris. Come on, Hank Schrader. One of the, the greatest Marshall? characters of all time. Yeah, man. Hank. Have you seen Breaking Bad? No. Okay. Well. You just saw that relatively recently, right? Yeah. And dude, crushed through it. You'd love it. Yeah. He's oh one of the main God. guys in it? He's amazing, dude. Huh. He's amazing. I mean, you have a whole new, he's he's incredible. He's a top top character. He's like, it's like him in, in the main guy, Walter. Oh, and, really? Uh, well, oh, there's yeah. like a young kid too, right? Yeah, yeah. He's a little different. But uh, but Dean Norris is is Walter White's brother in law. Cool. Yeah, and he is he a, a hard ass dude. He's in the DEA while Walter oh. White is a drug dealer. <laughs> so it's awesome. Yeah, man. And he's he's so much range. So much like happy, laughing kind of. You know, you know the hard ass moments in this are his hard ass moments in that. But the range he displays in Breaking Bad is, just, I mean, you got a whole fucking five seasons to work with. Obviously, we can't really compare them. But, um, but yeah, man, it's oof, it's good. All right. Well, you're uh, you're coming in pretty close to where I was. Um, Interesting. Not super duper high on this one. Uh, probably coming in as a like, mm-hmm. but not a really strong one. Mm, and yeah, a teetering. lot of it's just digging the gross out factor. Um, <laughs> <laughs> really digging the. The pus loads getting slung around left and right. Does it feel like um, two episodes kind of meshed as one? Yeah, it kind of does. It kind of mm. feels like a whole contagion thing and then a conspiracy thing. Mm. And they're not necessarily... I mean, they they obviously connect them literally. They explain <laughs> the connection and they go through it. But the feeling of the two and then the tracking the guys down and then... Plus Mulder and Scully being apart like the entire episode. Mm, that's a good point. I didn't think of that. That's a factor. <clears throat> Matthew Anderson could say it was bifurcated, like a sandwich. Um, but yeah, no, uh, I'm angry. Not no. great. And actually, you're going to have to swing me around on Dean Norris because I'm not going to lie, Marshall uh, oh, Tapia. 
tilapia here? Tilapia? That's delish. Squeeze a lemon, tartar sauce. He was kind of a cartoon character. Oh, he was one note, baby. Yeah. So if that's any indication as to how awesome Hank Schrader is, that I was just happy to see him. Okay. Does that make sense? I was like, yeah. holy shit, it's sure. fucking Hank. I swear to Christ, I will put you under the jail. Great line out of Breaking Bad. <laughs> <laughs> but there's definitely shit I like here. I mean, uh, the whole opening, dude. The opening is We're great. in this jungle, this rainforest. This guy leans a little too close to that thing. Suspiciously Pacific Northwest looking rainforest, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. They, they send out that fucking predator crew with their... I was thinking the same thing. They round up the only nine Latino guys in fucking Vancouver. No shit, right? And fucking, I like that they got their true buzzards out there. Fucking Yeah. Little Karen eaters with uh, no feathers on their heads, Josh. You know why they don't have feathers on their heads? For the same reason uh... you don't have feathers on your prick. Ugh. Um, Yeah, well, just think about that. Stick it into things? Yeah, you stick it into fleshy bits to get in there. Yeah. It's pretty gross. Pretty interesting uh, evolution of... uh, What are you insinuating about people that have their foreskin? That they're some kind of monster or... (laughs) God, no, of course not. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> there's anteaters and then there's fire helmets. It's life. People are different. But dude, the fucking turtleneck, but. turtleneck. The fucking um the opening is badass. I love the transition to him at night. Like uh, oh, right? he looks bad. Brutal. The and- pustules are not taken prisoners. Also, when the I don't listen, I don't want to judge anybody who's going through what he's going through in these final moments at sector Z fifteen. But when the pustule comes up and is rubbing on the eyeglasses, don't they got to go? <laughs> yeah, but you, it's probably like an admission. Like you don't want to <laughs> admit that the pustule has grown to that size <laughs> or it has taken over your face. He doesn't want to let it go. Dude, just the, I can't skip over the, the that initial burster. Oof. But the ridiculous part is, right? He's like, huh, all right. So we got this weird warthog thing. He puts on latex gloves, then he leans his motherfucking face over it, and he squeezes the shit out of the side of a, I mean, a big, big, big red flag. I mean, a pustule is a red flag for me, not Mm -hmm. a doctor, drink, Um, not a botanist, whatever, but a throbbing pustule on a dead creature. That creature's clearly dead. Many throbbing throbbing pustules. Oh, cool. Mm -hmm. Something else is alive. Let's squeeze it with an open mouth. Thank you, local Audrey. Um, mm, and then well, it just let me tell you, dude. Hoses him down. Mm. And what's his reaction? This doctor to, to lick his lips, lick his lips and spit. Get it in there. Same reaction, like if you're if you're working under a car or something, and you get a little splash of you know fucking gas or diesel, a little oil. You fuck spit. You know, gross, right. nasty. Not like oh yeah, this this rainforest pustule just blew its load all over my fucking. Face and open mouth. I'm going to, dude, I have a whole thesis on the pustule explosions and the various reactions to them. Mm. Do you want to hear it? It's really scientific. Okay. So I don't know everyone's names as well as I should in this. Um, Who's the main prisoner? Um, The good news is they're both Dr. Robert Torrance. Well, I'm sorry. They're both Robert Torrance. Torrance Torrance is, well, not Torrance, but the long haired dude that gets to the end. Paul. uh, Steve, right? Paul and Steve. Steve goes down first. Steve goes on first. So, Paul, so when you watch all these various explosions in their face, Mm -hmm. it's very clear which ones are used to this. Okay. 
<laughs> so Paul's girlfriend doesn't bat a fucking eyelash. <laughs> pro. Hey, real quick. She's a pro. Boom. Right in the face. Doesn't even flinch. You know what I mean? Yeah, All I do. The, everyone else, a little gun shy. <laughs> All right? They're trying to slip the fucking jab. Mm-hmm. Not not uh, Elizabeth's first rodeo is what you That's you're what saying. I'm trying to say. I think she's been here before. Mm. And uh, I don't want to be an asshole, but I'm going to go out on a limb and say Paul's not the kind of guy who gives any kind of warning. <laughs> and not I don't ge- mean in a clinical Spock type way. I mean in an impassioned gentleman tap. I'm about to come. An announcement. <laughs> a countdown. But she, uh, I mean, she's just bang. And it was like, wow, that's impressive. Yeah. Everyone else, oof. The force of it is really something. It's really something. It's, it's, we're talking, we're talking, that pustule has been edging for a minute. It's no, it's no Peter North. It's a, <laughs> it's a single roper, if you will, but. Sure. But, but probably still. could reach great, reach great distance. <laughs> yeah. Listen, I'm telling you, man, uh, this episode is disgusting. It really is, man. And I think it, um, the whole pus, um, pustule mm. zit thing, yeah. that's huh. a weird thing that some people have. <clears throat> and oh, yeah? You know that's like a thing that some people are like into watching, not sexually. Oh, Dr. Pimple Popper. Like a huge. Yeah, that's a thing. Man, like I've is known Is that like people. a therapeutic, is that like ASMR for people? You know, <sighs> the people who make their, yeah. they like that in their ear and like gives them pleasures. Maybe. My buddy's wife was like this, like. Dr. Pimple Popper. She, well, if he ever had a pimple, like he would get pimples on his back sometime and mm-hmm. she and one of her friends would get like all excited. Oh, let me, let me. And they, oh God. And they would it watch like on a, their phones. They were rushing to pop them. <sighs> yeah. And like, like squealing with excitement. Huh. And it's weird to have that kind of reaction to something that, I mean, has to, for some people, it's like the number one gross out thing. Sure. You know, it's like, like same thing with like touching the eyeball, except nobody really likes that, but that really, really bothers some people. Sure. But like pus and explosions in the, <clears throat> of, of bodily fluid like that is like some people's number one gross out. And yet it's like a weird, not a fetish. Again, it's not sexual, but, uh, well, yeah, I mean, maybe, it's a proclivity. Uh, maybe you dig it. It's a proclivity. We'll call it. Can we call it a proclivity? Sure. I don't want to judge, but it's kind of gross. So I guess yeah. I'm judging. I mean, I don't want to judge, but I am. I don't dislike popping zits or pimples there is like a little bit of a satisfaction to it mm-hmm. i don't get i don't get a ton you know sure with my beautiful skin and all <laughs> <laughs> your olive olive skin <laughs> my weird dutch italian skin that your spanish skin burns at the first sight of sun and then a month later is like super tan that's funny. um but you know when i do or like you know if you get like a, a splinter and it kind of gets like you know, not infected, but it gets that little protective little mm. fucking goop around it. And then, yeah, you I mean, there's an evolutionary squeeze that shit right out of there. Standing. That's like, you've removed the toxins from your body. I understand yeah. that feeling of victory in that moment, but I don't, and maybe there's just an extension of that. I don't know, but it's gross and it is a thing. Yeah. Don't want it on my face though. Holy shit. Carmelin just said eyeball licking and porn is a thing. Um, that was a thing. I remember... I was dating somebody a long, long time ago who wanted to look my eyeball as a gag, like to see mm, if I could. But was it? It was a very giggly and dumb. It wasn't like a thing. And I was like, okay. And then it happened and I went, ugh, fuck. And of course, my instinct to pr- my instinct is to protect my eyesight as a man. So you punched her in the face. Yeah. So <laughs> threw her out the second floor window. Gave her an uppercut. that was that. <laughs> Cut her tongue clean off. 
I went hook uppercut. They called <laughs> it a day. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, it was weird. Yeah, I don't, I, it's funny when she said that, it kind of brought back a weird memory. Weird. But um, yeah, I don't know. <clears throat> These pimples though, dude, five centimeters long or something. Oh boy. That's a monster. That's a, that's a monster. And um, so he dies and we cut right to the prison. So yeah. And just to talk about gross, his body post-death that the soldiers come upon, Oof. that, you see like the, like it's all chewed up around Teeth. his, um, yeah. Delicious lips. <laughs> yummy, yummy lips. <clears throat> yep. And uh, Bobby Torrance number two. Hey, Carl, his lips are still here. <laughs> fucking flying and get them lips. Yeah, some crypt keeper looking shit. Just fucking, not like a carrion eater. Goddamn nature's workhorse right there. Yeah. Yep. Don't Doing, uh, Yeah. Yeah. You need a prison. You what need prison it. is this? Cumberland State and um, Dinwiddie. It sounds sillier than that. Come, come diddly. Somewhere. Come diddly. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably not that, but I didn't write it down. <laughs> it makes We're, prison rape sound so folksy and fun. <laughs> <laughs> you got cum diddle last night. <laughs> Fortunate case of the cum diddles. Whoopsie. Um, Din, Dinwiddie. Dinwiddie County. Dinwiddie. There we are. Yep. A package has been delivered. Oh, there's a dead guy. Oh, well, the package first, which leads to Bobby's or whoever's demise over here. Yep. Bobby Torrance. We got two <clears throat> dead Bobby Torrances within uh, about five minutes. Mm, indeed. Uh, I want to talk to you about prison mail. Having which... a younger brother who frequents the correctional establishment. <laughs> I open them. Oh, for sure. They open them and look. I'll tell you that right now. So... You might send a book if they don't like the look of it. Trash. Gone. They're like, oh, there's erotic sex in this book? Fuck that. Trash. Mm. Or they take it home, have their wife, wife read it. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that, that makes sense. You would want to, um, you know, oh, cool, a, a shiv, you know, a, uh, I a mean, nine millimeter. You don't think you can fashion what? a shiv out of that fucking hoof? You want to well, probably want to check that kind of stuff. For you sure. don't think they could fashion a fucking out of his paw? My, his paw's in the grill. It's a sin. Yeah, prison. Military, they check him too. Yeah, um, of course. Refilled scope with colored vodka and shrink wrap um, <laughs> was, was a popular, popular move. Usually got through. So if you got friends, there you go. Uh, um, not like it was the end of Pee Wee's Pee Wee Herman. Pee Wee's Big Adventure. <laughs> he, has the, he gives the guy a hero sandwich, and the cop's like, give me that. And he pulls a giant file off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyway, yeah. Remember that shit at the end? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But a uh, tough night for this guy. Well, I guess we're led to believe that the prison's onto it. There was a comment about this. There was a um, yeah, conspiratorial and whatnot. They said just let it through. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, there's a lot of plot holes in this sucker. Oh, yeah. For sure. Mm-hmm. Um, there's many plot holes as there are exploding pustules. <laughs> yeah, probably about an equal amount. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it might have been in um, Karen Mary Mary let a uh, quite a list nineteen uh, nineteen kind of key questions for oh shit yeah. um, that's awesome s- some issues with this episode and um, I think that might have been one of them there. Yeah, uh, their policy on allowing prisoners to accept delivery of bloody and festering body parts is very liberal. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, very fuck. liberal where is this in Norway this prison yep um, and then it's like super quick I thought it was interesting that we don't even it's like the the two guys there Paul and Steve talk about hey laundry's not going <laughs> where the laundry usually goes and then boom Mulder and Scully are on scene mm-hmm. we're kind of finding out through their dialogue about escapees <clears throat> and then at the same time about the prison being locked down at this point I'm pretty into it yeah uh, yeah 
A pig leg. Ah, oh, I asked for a fleshlight. <laughs> I wanted Riley Reed's fleshlight. Yeah, you take out that bone, <laughs> you got a ham hock that could probably, I mean, it's no Riley Reed. Yikes. Nice pull, by the way. Not bad, huh? But, but, um. I know three of them. Mm. There's that one, the other one, Jenna Jameson, and then, yeah. I don't know. Just, just the three you send money to every month? <sighs> month. Fucking every week. <laughs> they said they're talking just to me. I know that, Josh. They're talking just to me. I know this. They don't call anybody else baby. <laughs> Those people, man. On that's, a webcam. That's, that think like, oh no, I think we have a connection. Oof. Um, Check yourself, doggy. Same people that think the stripper actually likes them though, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Same people that lean in on the old <laughs> zip push. Oof. Ugh. Yeah. Well, on scene. And they're like, why are we here for prison work? Yeah, We're I do. F- I like when, you know, the marshal <clears throat> shows up and he's very, uh, marshally. <laughs> super Live fire exercise. Yeah. Hey, I'm a, I'm a goddamn U.S. marshal. <laughs> yep. Old Dean We're, Norris. We're here to march around like we're in some kind of Western posse. They make him shitty too. They don't make him, um, an expert. Like he, he knows how to, if you're a U.S. marshal, guess what you're good at? Tracking prisoners. Yeah, what's you, a bummer is that he's both a douchebag and an incompetent douchebag. They write him bad. Yeah, he because yeah. like like oh he doesn't know how to track guys. Mulder's gonna tell him yeah, how to do like, a manhunt. To check the uh, phone call. <laughs> no, we're going Bonnie and Clyde. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna fucking light these motherfuckers up. Yeah, we're gonna catch him coming out of the theater. Shoot him up. <laughs> All right, cool. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, the odd thing is that they don't know why they're here either. Mulder and Scully don't know why they're there. They were requested. Um, Mulder said, you know, the best thing to do is uh, to split up pretty much for the rest of the episode. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you know, um, that's something that kind of flew right past me. I'm thinking here, what is, there's a couple of disconnects from a plot standpoint. National Guard takes over the prison, blah, blah, blah. This is a crazy conspiratorial thing with Big Pharma. And um, I've seen the... I've seen the tapes. I've read the documents. Um, yeah, very conspiracy. Yeah, but um, yeah, it didn't occur to me the dynamic of them just sort of interacting over the phone is taking away one of the gems of the show, the gem of the show, let's be real, is yeah, them dynamic. interacting. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I am not good podcasting today. Dynamic. Well, I could say 50 other words, or I could just say dynamic. I like what you had to say about pustules, though. So Not bad. Yeah, We got to steal an RV, though. Yep, yeah, I'm sorry. Good point from uh, local Audrey. Um, Scully finally throwing around her FBI status in this episode, not letting people boss around. Like, we've talked about that mm. many times when we're like, why don't you just be like, hey, motherfucker, I'm a federal agent. I'm going, true. I belong here. I'm doing this or whatever. Yeah, yeah and she's, uh, she's pretty pushy about that. Yeah. Yeah. See you on a Winnebago. I was like, dude, I, I didn't know what happened in this episode. <laughs> so on my first watch, I see these guys take off in the RV. She runs. She's chasing them in the RV crying. We go to the Osborne and Scully scene, but then when we come back and I, and I do want to talk about that scene, but when we come back, I'm like, this bitch is still crying about her fucking RV. Mm. What is her problem? And then Mulder walks in and her husband's <laughs> dead on the ground. I go, Oh, Oh, I'm like, fucking you're crying for an hour. It's a nice truck. RV, dude. Like, let it go. Quit your belly aching. And I was like, Oh, they shot her husband in the head. <laughs> oh, <that laughs> Got too. it. Got it. Whoops. Anyway. Yeah, definitely a gunshot, right? Is what yeah. it looked like. Yeah. I don't know where you got that. Was that in that ham hock? They sent one in the mail the day before. <laughs> oh, of course. Right. <laughs> and the keys. Oh, uh, shit. Yeah. 
Yeah, that was um, that was a move. Yeah, man. Well, yeah. let's talk about this discussion between Scully and Osborne because this is dialogue that actually kind of starts to matter, right? Uh, the initial between, um, yes, when she meets Dr. Osborne. I'm sorry. Yeah, through the glass. Yeah, this isn't restricted. This guy, let me tell you something right now, Josh. Mm. I am not, uh, I, I am not, I've been out of the game a long time. I am not saying I'm a ladies' man in any shake, not even close. But here's what I am saying. I know that this Dr. Osborne has not had an interaction with a woman like Scully or with a woman, period, unless he was asking for some sort of like uh Subscribe to Jen Jameson's private webcam channel. Maybe that, maybe something as simple as checking into a hotel. Oh. He, you, he's like, oh, geez. Oh. But here's what I will say about this guy. For his very small role, I kind of dig him because I they make him kind of geeky and flustered and in he you feel like her presence as a pretty and professional woman is has him off guard he plays it without being like falling over his shoes but the huffy kind of like the way he moves his head you like yeah he's like oh man this girl's gonna walk all over me and and that's just my life i'm with started you. I'm with started you with my mom and uh, <laughs> that's gonna keep on going with this pretty lady yeah i i'm down i i agree with that and, and you think, can see it in his eyes. I don't know. I just, I, it's a small role, but I was like, this guy's pretty good. There's, there's pretty good performances in this episode. I don't, yeah, I don't fault the performances. If I guess if I fault anything, it's the writing at times. Sure. Um, yes, same not, thing with, with your boy there, Dean Norris. And the only, like, Criminally I like this underutilized. It's just, um, <clears throat> the doctor, like, he goes a little far from, you know, corporate hack shill, big pharma dude to like, heroically self-sacrificing he melts a little early you're saying yeah well a little bit i mean just kind of scully son's not that hot (laughs) i mean he uh (laughs) not mind your strict orders he 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 goes to the grave just knowing that he's he's done good i'm like yeah i think there's a lot more crying mr ruff says he was an untouchables that's good oh was he the accountant yeah good good job kid look at you he was his ass out of the back of the car right sure did Enough of this running shit. But um, he says, flu-like illness spreading among some of the prisoners. How many? 14 men. Obviously, it's a man's prison. Um, Any deaths? 10 of the 14. That's a pretty good morbidity rate, as they say. Yeah, and I think we're led to believe that's going to end up being 14. It's just working through it. But essentially, this this is 100% lethal. Mm, Sounds like some germ warfare, man. Yeah, not good. Not good. Although they do say that actually... um, like a, a, a this would be too quick of a incubation for an ideal biological warfare. You want something that takes longer, so it's not detected. Yeah, you don't want people yeah. to because you can quarantine if it burns through that fast. Mm-hmm. You know, you're going to take casualties, but you just lock it down. You want something that takes like a week or more to incubate, ideally. Sure, sure. And, and then and have a significant portion of that where it is transmittable, because then people are all over the place, and you know, it's mm. it's far. Far too long before you can Captain Trips lock things down. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's uh is that stand? It is. Right, look at this. Fucking pulling left and right. Man, you want to hear a cool piece of trivia? Yeah. Only one of the two of us has read that book. I and mean, I'm pretty sure you read it. I did not. Oh yeah, I did. Yeah. Um Rest Stop Virginia. Oh right. After they have the um the Zangelo. <laughs> the Zangelo's moment. Big Angie's gonna shine. PP sent me a weird production note. Oh, yeah? All right. I got to read this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. um, I was like, huh, that's interesting. Um, 
where are we here? Angelo, Angelo, Angelo. <laughs> Angelo um, with his fucking whose whose name is Angelo, right? It's on it's written on his little um thingamajiggy. The, the, the unlucky, boy at the, the store, the boy at the store, right? Yeah. The unlucky gas station attendant is played by Angelo Vacco, a production assistant on the show. The part oh, cool. was written specifically for him. I'm like, hmm. Hey, hey guy. You wanna be wanna be a victim? You can <laughs> and we'll give you the same name. Pretty and, awesome, uh, actually. Yeah, you can get fucking swacked in the back of the head and you know, then get a, a pustule blown up in your face. Yeah, yeah this cool. kid, boy. Also, a couple things. Oh, you know the scene before our back in Scully? You get to ride in a whirly bird. <laughs> he's the guy who's like, listen, he's the hard-ass guy. He's more hard than Oz Osborne. That happens right before that, right? Oh, this um, <clears throat> this yeah. Jane Bond Your violation of federal statutes. I am a federal agent. Yeah. Who are you on the phone with? Really hard-dicking it. Mm-hmm. But um, I want, yeah, yeah, he hard dicks it. But but the Virginia stop gas station is better. It's more interesting. Here's what I don't do. I don't fucking get involved in people's business, Josh. <laughs> I don't care how long that one big old sits Me there. Me neither. I don't give a fuck. You're if getting... it sits there for a long time and the thing is still inside the thing, I just call the cops. Hundred <laughs> yeah, percent. Fuck this. Yeah, Dude, I'm gonna go a... there and snoop around. No. And do you think is I'm going to take a knee when I see a guy in prison fucking wear kneeling down with God knows what all over his face? Nope. Nah. I'm going to keep turning the pages in my magazine. I'm going to say, you got to come down here. Got an abandoned vehicle. Yeah, that's yep. it. Send him black and white. I'm, clo- like I'm closing up early. I'm going to go inside and start looking around. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, it's not good. This is a, a junkie passed out in there, dying of a heroin overdose, somebody with a gun fucking on a, a weird bender. Yep. At night yeah. like this, fuck you. Yeah, you're in a podunk gas station in the middle of nowhere. Next thing yeah. you know, you got a fucking bag over your head. You got four guy. You got four sons whose aunts are also their moms <laughs> dragging you into that fucking thing, and you're in a Texas Chainsaw Massacre. That's oh, what happens. Thought you were going home there. You could go home. Same difference. Yeah. You know, wheel grandma from under the bed. Well, Angelo's got a warm heart, bud. Yeah, and a fucking thirsty cock. Oh, whoops. Wrong guy. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Coming in real hot. I thought I mean, you were talking about the guy calling his girlfriend because he wants to go see her. I'm like, that's man. not a warm heart, is it? I don't, I didn't, I didn't get that in Angela's performance. Um, maybe you're, maybe you're reading some notes. I'll tell you right now, I'm off my game. I'm just going to tell you. I'm all over the place. Yes, Paul. I'm a sicky pants. Wah. Paul has a hungry, Paul, hungry sparrow. Hungry hippo. Yeah. He's coming in, baby. I'm coming home. What? You murdered a guy. You were in there for life. Nah. <clears throat> oh, this lady's then, instincts are terrible, by the way. Well, I mean, I guess she he loves is him. Married to a convict. He is um he's a pretty decent actor, this guy. Long yeah. long haired guy. I think he's did strong you, in this. Did you see this note from uh, Neil James on Facebook? I uh, did not. Paul reminded hey, me quick, a little I haven't read any comments, didn't do any research. I'm hmm. a bad boy this week. <laughs> did you watch the episode? Twice. Okay. <laughs> Gummy B. Actually, I only had one. Twice, baby. Fucking harvest. Um, Paul reminded me a little of Crazy Wayne Grow from here. Yes. What a great pull. Right? Let's get out of here so we can dump this motherfucker. He was making a move, man. Oh, <laughs> oh the prostitute. I can make that thing sing. <laughs> Ugh. And you know, that poor girl is so fucking dead. Gross. Shit. Ooh. <sighs> Great wing. Yeah, he does look like Wayne Rowe. Damn. Yep. Um, Linda Boyd here playing Elizabeth, um, a pretty lady at many times, 
they do a good job making her look like a woman. Like she's that married would, to a murderer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they try to they try to make her kind of homely looking. Right out of the trailer. Not homely, just dirty. Banged up. Yeah. She looks a little banged up. She should weathered. Be, like like she'd be on the DL. Weathered. Weathered. Like a dock. Tough like life. A, like a like, like a she, windward facing dock. <laughs> like she like she just left the fucking mash unit in Korea. <laughs> <laughs> She's seen some shit, man. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. That's right, Mr. Ruff in the chat. A little bit of uh whiskey tango. There you go. Um, yeah. Uh, can we go back to the prison? Um, please, because I think, <laughs> I don't know if we kind of move past this or I guess we're kind of getting to it now. <laughs> Are you talking about the incinerator? Dude. <laughs> it seems like a security concern to me. Um, it seems like a, a body substance isolation concern to me. <laughs> Scully's a medical doctor, right? No. What have we um, here? A pile of giant bodies. Who, you know. Just died from a apparently 100% lethal pathogen. Yes. Scully takes out a pocket knife Mm -hmm. and starts cutting it open. Because she has a fucking paper flu mask and latex (laughs) gloves on? Are you shitting me? Uh, Might help you from getting SARS, but whatever this shit is. I mean, mean, Osborne comes over, don't do that, pretty lady. Don't worry, though, because she's going to hang out in this room half the episode. Apparently, you get great cell reception from the incinerator room because she makes a lot of calls down there. Why does a prison have an incinerator room? Um, for Boy, the same suspicious. reason high schools do, so that you can stage <laughs> climactic, scary scenes in them. <laughs> I thought you were so cool, JD. <laughs> well, cool guys like you out of my life. <laughs> Don't know why she was Southern. Um, yeah, uh, Osborne shows up and, you know, as a doctor, does what you do, which is you just kind of hold it, fold it over, fold those plastic flaps together with your little fingies. I'm sure that it has not escaped oh, in the air. It, it doesn't work, does it? Because boy, he takes he takes a North Stream. <laughs> he gets ripped on. Boom! And that, He's like, uh oh, that is not an athlete's run, but it's the best he can do going up no. that Carter. <laughs> Didn't run track. It's crazy, though. I mean, you would think if you just uh, <clears throat> don't go dip your head in bleach. Something. Just anything. Super quick, but um, not enough. I guess probably got it in the mouth and eyes, you know? Mm, it's tough. Pretty much, pretty much fucked there. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck are the U.S. Marshals doing I was with their guns out the windows? Is this boys, <laughs> in, the, is this boys in the hood? Is this boys in the hood? <laughs> they drove in with a pistol pointed out the window and then, man, some of the clearing, these guys moving around, you know, Dude. you know that silly ass, like 60s James Bond pistol up at like 90 degrees, like posture, you know, the Charlie's Angels pose. Yeah, yeah that, the one where you stick your ass out. I know. Yeah. One of the dudes does that, but like, it's not 90 degrees. It's like 120 degrees. It's so high up. He's like pointing it backwards behind his head. Yes. Yes. Like it I would don't get take, it. It'd probably take nine to ten seconds for him to lower the, lower the barrel all the way down in case he had to, you know, use it. <laughs> I thought these guys were going to fucking shoot Ricky. Fucking rolling, rolling up their guts out the window. I was going to ask you what the requirements huh? were to be a federal marshal because... Well, the first thing you want to do... Ed, there's, there's so many bad shots in this of a guy gets out with his gun pointed. So car... Okay, let me see if I can describe it. Flag both his femoral arteries. 
Dude, there's a car. Um, so driver's side facing viewer. Man, passenger gets out, puts gun over top of roof, pointing at us, the audience. Driver gets out directly into his firing <laughs> solution. <laughs> what the fuck? But dude, the one with a guy with a gun behind his head. That's what I was talking about. I know. That's so nuts, dude. Is it as bad uh, as Mulder scratching his ear with a barrel, the muzzle? <laughs> remember that one? I do that remember a, that. That's an all-timer for me. <laughs> that must have been like an unconscious thing by Duchovny, and they just like didn't cut it. Ah, uh, yeah. They're uh, like, this is actually kind of funny. Yeah, so these guys are good. Federal marshals, you know? Yeah. This guy, like, I, the, guy what, the one guy, I mean, man. And like I don't, there's saying, no rhyme or reason to it. It's like, it, it, it's like, you know... It's not just the hard dicking, it's the incompetence. Like they're mm-hmm. not even they're not good at anything. There's there they buzz around. It's like it's like mad it's like the Irish guys just found out the Italian guys in their neighborhood and they just pile out of cars, guns <laughs> everywhere. You know what I mean? You, you never see two people move together. It's always <laughs> it's just individuals. Madness. It's chaos. <laughs> I always contrast it with the Sicario fucking uh border scene. Oh god. You know what I mean? Yeah. You don't think it holds up that standard? <laughs> nope. These guys aren't even as good as the fucking Mexican gangbangers. They get smoked in the cars. That's true. The fucking speaking of uh, the South American dudes, I find the first body were better. The fucking Predator crew, they rolled in tough. I'll bleed you real quiet. Leave nope. here. <laughs> don't worry. Because Mulder's there. Yeah, he's going like to tell how, this federal marshal how to do his job. Yeah, he's kind of just like hanging back and like everyone's not like, hey, um, you want to check that pay phone or, you know, think somebody made a phone call or... And they don't tell you where his relatives are because he's an escaped convict murderer? Are you sure? I mean, <laughs> yeah, the no. marshal's already got a guy at that lady's house, right, waiting. That's the classic move. No, no, no. The the records are locked up in the prison, which is <laughs> Are they in solitary confinement with the other prisoners? <laughs> Did they get sick? Are they been incinerated? <laughs> yeah, they were pustuled and had to be burned. Oof. Bad um, news Broncos right there. Yeah, not good. Not good. That's what I mean. They could have they just they wanted them to be kind of throwaway goons. Yeah, speaking of safe situations, you know, we talked a little bit about Handling uh, infectious diseases. We talked about weapons handling. Let's talk about returning home after um, escaping maximum mm. security prison mm-hmm. by <laughs> beeping loudly as you pull in the driveway. Yeah, that's, that's that. In your prison clothes. I always think of that fucking line from Goodfellas. Pimps beep. <laughs> when he beeps for her to come yeah. out and the fucking mother ain't having it. Yeah. <laughs> Pulling that shit in the 60s, no way. Pimps uh, beep. But uh, <laughs> but um, uh, I just want to mention because it was mentioned in the chat, maybe by Carmelita, um, the terrifying moment of that guy, the boy in the bubble, like freaking out as he gets pulled to the chopper. Oh yeah, yeah, Ooh. he was good, Angelo, was man. Yeah, only all Angelo. He's he's like, I don't want to get coffee from people anymore. Do we see him again? No, no, probably didn't go well. For him. Neither does his mom. Wow, <laughs> forks. <laughs> It's at this point where I start considering the implementation of incinerator units on everything. Or at all. Yep. 
take off torch that shit more, like but- a fucking village in Nam. <laughs> but I don't know, man. Um, yeah, beep, beep. I mean, they are all they are all graspy. It's time. Who's that? The, our our uh, our 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 convict and his old and his old lady, as oh, they say. Yeah. Oh yeah, they're all over. It's very sweet. Yeah. It's nice to see true love. It is. Know. In action, and then she's like, "Oh, I'm. I would just want some dick. I don't. I don't want to deal with a little puss face." Yeah, I, I brought a friend. What's wrong with him? Uh, he's not feeling so good. Yeah, no, he's that not giant, <laughs> giant thing on his face. Oh, let me feel his forehead. <laughs> Getting your hand pretty close to that fucking thing. Ugh. I don't. I must be a giant pussy because I would be ten, twelve feet away. Yeah, I'm. I'd, I'm, I'd be like, "Ooh, looks bad." You, know. you should drop him off outside of a hospital. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, dude. You didn't make it. Yeah. What do you want me to tell you? Yep. You just open the door, you push him out, you drive on. When those two guys escaped from New York. It's the code. That, that big manhunt. Oh, yeah. You don't think they had those people's family staked out? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, she's like, oh, well, I guess that's what happens when you marry a murderer. Bring some. Yes, this comes with the territory. Pussed faced friends and he's like oh they're let i'm not ever letting them take me back she's like i wouldn't let them oh that's cute you guys are gonna Mm. die in a shootout together yeah you want to go bonnie and clyde route cool a lot of bullets cool hi son your future looks bright (laughs) back to the incinerator yeah so this is scully just hanging just hanging out in the room with 14 dead bodies with this ultra lethal pathogen i don't want to pretend that this isn't something I've been thinking about, but doesn't she get on the phone and maybe call her section chief and say there's 15 bodies in a prison near an incinerator and nobody's saying a word. Should we do something about this? I mean, we're supposed to uphold the constitution and the law and all that jazz. Yeah. Came across Skinner's desk specifically. They already told us that. So, Hmm. Hey Skinner, I found a bunch of dead guys with pustules all over their faces (laughs) near a prison incinerator, which I didn't even know they had. I mean, the, again, bad writing, but I guess you can pass it off to the fact that at this point, to it, her belief, the CDC and the National Guard are already there. So I got you. The government knows, right? I guess no, that's what right. we're. There you go. Like they know. Yeah, they're just you know governmenting it up. And she might be going, "Wow, this is this is a little more than I may have expected." Yeah, I think so. <clears throat> gotcha. And um, we get to our first mention of pink. Ooh, oh, big pharma, pink pharmaceuticals. Um, that was kind of cool. I read about that, how, sure. um, that was part of the inspiration for the episode was that obviously this was made up, but the, the, the fact that pharmaceutical companies send scientists all over the world to like crazy jungles and cloud forests and, you know, all sorts of exotic locales to look for rare animals, plants, things like that out of interest in possibly using them or their byproducts in, mm-hmm. um, in pharmacological Pretty awesome. Would you have it? That's a Pretty, that's a that's a gold mine of storytelling right there. Yeah, it's some crazy shit, man. That whole world. Yeah, I don't. I don't even begin to understand it. I don't know anything about it. I know that drugs are super expensive, and I know that this girl I dated a, a good long time ago. She um, was my age at the time, whatever, late twenties. Lived. Uh, <clears throat> had a two bedroom on in the lower east side of Manhattan um working as a pharmaceutical rep didn't know a lot about science was just um, don't have to she's got to be a salesman super hot Woman. and and 
a good charmer and uh she would just go to all these crazy places like these crazy events and I'd see like pictures like unbelievable like mansions and estates and she'd be out on a yacht and like I'm like cool. Boy. Yep. Cool. I guess that's why drugs are expensive, huh? <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh uh, shit. You want your fucking you want your fucking EpiPen? Go fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah, fuck you. And baby. yet they hand out Narcan like Andy. Yeah, what man. Just get on that H train, baby. Well, well, uh, our lady takes one in the face like a champ. Yep. Man, that boiling. You have to see the structural integrity failing. <laughs> it it's imminent. <laughs> it's bulging. I mean, you it, have a when somebody squeezes a balloon, ugh. you go, "All right, here it comes." Yeah, you see like that one part of the balloon, like it gets lighter in shade, right? Yep, lighter in shade because like more light is getting through. Mm-hmm. And that that goddamn pustule is doing the same thing. One hundred percent. It's stretched to the structural integrity limits. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. One more direct hit off the port <laughs> bow, and our ship sh- is donezo. Yeah, the shields are down, and the hull is about to be breached. Yeah, shields are down, and torpedoes are coming. So take cover, lady. Yeah, and I love how um, you know the marshals, everybody, Mulder, they all show up in this raid at the same <clears> time, <throat> um, right after she got blasted in the face. And Mulder like walks back in the room and he's like, yeah, there's one of the dead convicts in there. Not like, oh, and half of his face is like an empty crater of a pustule <laughs> and there's a fucking residue everywhere. Mm-hmm. They're just no. checking boxes, dude. Wasn't a red flag. Yeah. And oh, they PS, come. Kill that kid because he has no future. Yeah. That's, um. Just yeah. give him a fork, take the safety things out of the sockets and call it a day. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, uh, you never know. A new start in a new home. Maybe he's not damaged. Yeah, yeah. A life of torture, bouncing from foster home to foster home. I don't know. Good, good one hunting. <laughs> he <laughs> he's a genius. E- is that what you're saying? He can do equations and shit. Well, it's not his fault. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, she gets the cuffs. Ding bat. I thought he got paroled. That's what I would be saying. Yeah, I mean, that's what you got to say. You got to go along with that. Yeah, they let you out in your prison clothes, right? Mm-hmm. And they give you a stolen car to drive home? Yeah. Yeah, that's how it works. Back to the old Osborne Scully shuffle. He's like, come with me. So I guess, and, and again, not any part of the performance. I, I, part of the problem, let me just say this. Oof. I think I read a few comments that hit on the same, this whole, like, Scully's outrageous exposure to uh, all of this shit constantly. I read too many of those before I watched it. So it was just like really keyed up in my mind. So this whole time, like I like the doc. I like Doc Osborne. But this whole time, like, yeah. He's just a yeah. schlep. You feel bad for him. I got this thing on my neck. And Check it like, out. Cool. Good. Hummily mumbly. First things first. And then first. just hang out and work together. I know, dude. It's goofy. First things first. I don't know about you, Josh, but if I have a fucking pimple on my neck, I'm not wearing a goddamn tie. <laughs> Get the tie off. Okay. Well, I guess he's he's trying to hide it, right? I, <laughs> I guess from the others. <laughs> he needs one of those fucking ties we were talking about in the... Uh, Chain of Calisari. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But they get to talking. What's going on? Just come with me. First of all, how's my neck look? Not good. <laughs> Not Looks terrible, great. actually. So you have a giant, a giant wound on your neck. You have, you have a neck wound that's pulsating. It's not good. Keep that collar over at the top of it, please. Next... CDC has nothing to do with this. What? They're behind everything. No? No, it's the company, dude. Old pink pharmaceuticals are pinked. 
or yeah. pink. I don't know how they say it. Kind of just says pink, but there's an extra. Okay, got it. Extra cuh sound. Yeah, something like that. We finance exploration, like you already mentioned, Josh. And we lost a man in Costa Rica. And um, he just sent us samples of an insect. And that's when the insect piece comes in. What do you think about the insect stuff? Um, seemed kind of completely unnecessary. Yeah, it could have just been a pathogen, right? Did they want to make it a visceral thing to have a little buggy? Mm, kind of feel like the pustule blowing loads all over his face was pretty visceral. Um, <laughs> it seemed like an unnecessary wrinkle because it, it was like, oh, well, but the insect doesn't cause it. It carries it. It's a parasitoid and blah, 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 blah medical mumbo jumbo. <laughs> and then the... <laughs> Like later, you're gonna have to explain the bug test to me. Don't get it. I don't get it, dude. Are you kidding? <laughs> don't get it. Have you Watch been your- paying attention to this podcast the last forty minutes? <laughs> you think I'm gonna lay down the bug test for you? Number one, uh, be uh, hilarious. By the way, <laughs> the bus still shooting all over their faces is definitely a little more visceral than a creepy crawly bug. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, I mean, bugs are gross in, in a way, but not as gross as that thing. They don't make them too menacing, though. No, no. It looks like a weird beetle thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Fact, what's he say? Fasciophaga emasculata or something? We were interested in it because it's dilating enzyme it secretes. It doesn't matter, though, does it? What matters mm-hmm. is that it's a thing, and they wanted it. And he's like, well, that's not exactly what caused this outbreak. More precisely, as you already said, parastatoid. Parastoid, or whatever they say. Sure. Not a bug guy. <laughs> Drink. Spreads when the pustules erupt in the larva. That Etymologist? Oh, there you go. I was thinking of the bug, the bug, there's a thing in, the sounds of the lambs? <laughs> sounds of the lambs, yeah. Anyway, and that's when Osborne says, by the way, <clears throat> despite your immense expertise, I feel it necessary for me to tell you that you could possibly be infected because sometimes these things are invisible. I don't know if you know that, Scully, right? Yeah. He tells her, oh, you were in the room when there's no shit <laughs> no shit I don't know if um, you, you know have you ever heard of Louis Pasteur yeah Agent Scully <laughs> um, Louis Pasteur sit down here we're gonna have a I'm gonna tell you about how uh, how airborne transmission works um, that being said so, every single victim we've seen has had super huge obvious pustules so the complete and, lack ooh. would seem to be telling to me but I'm gonna recover from my poor performance this evening ready that's a zoonotic parasite right Moves between man and beast. Oh, okay. Mm. Like if you have the flu, your cat's not going to get it from you. Is that how, um, that's how, uh, well, malaria is the same way, right? Zoonotic. Right. Because it goes like the mosquito has a malaria, essentially. It carries it and then it fucking squirts it in you. Squirts it in there. Is that what that means? Right. It just means it can be contracted between from animal to, to beast, from beast to animal. Like uh, so, Ebola. from man, like the, from yeah, like man can give shit. Some some it, things are zoonotic. I think humans can infect uh, animals. You know, yeah. like if you ever fucked a chimp, you could pass that. I think that's a thing. Mm-hmm. But I am confused a little bit in the next scene where we go back to FBI headquarters. Mulder and Skinner are gonna have a chit chat, and there's a and, special guest hanging out in the shadows having a smoke. I like if we actually got a better look at Skinner's office. Pretty normal, like, you know, nice assistant director of the FBI office. And then, like, one side, like, the the track <laughs> lighting in the ceiling just has, like, two bulbs screwed out. Yeah, from... So the, from there's, from, like, from, one dark corner all the time. <laughs> from CSM. Yeah. Um. So, 
is it's a monster of the week app, right? Like it's yeah. not, this isn't connected to any through line that I'm missing. Nope. Um, there was some kind of talk about that. It's the connection is just that woo government conspiracy. Got it. Woo. Okay. Cause I figured he showed up for government conspiracy. So that kind of made sense to me, which was neat in a way to see him throw you off a little. Yeah. Just to kind of see like, Oh man, like he's just part of so much of this shit or he just knows about it. And he's always hitting home runs, dude. He's got that role locked. Yep. I, I guess actually, you know, in a way you could say his appearance is unnecessary. Like, sure, but sure. I like it. And I think yeah. my favorite thing about it, and maybe my favorite part of the of the writing, not of like the episode overall, there's a lot of things I like more than this, but like my favorite aspect of the writing is this argument that Mulder Kicking has. Kicking Mulder in the dick. With, what? Kicking Mulder in the dick. <laughs> yeah, getting dick stomped. <laughs> Um, this back and forth Mulder and CSM have, which then in the very next scene, Mulder has the same, essentially the same disagreement with Scully and Scully has the same point of view as CSM Mm. from a very different perspective. I thought that was really cool. I can dig it. You know? Yeah, man. Sure. We didn't know the truth. We only owned who had to slow you down. Yeah. And he's just like, and when a Mulder's like, I just wanted it so bad at the end of this dialogue. When um, Mulder's like, it's a public health crisis. Or what's he say? He says something here. Oh, oh, it's done every day, says the cigarette smoker. Like, I won't be part of it. And he storms out. I wanted the cigarette smoking man to go, world needs bartenders. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to be in this fucking unit? I wanted it so bad. <clears throat> he was a little petulant. Mm-hmm. Stomping away. Like, yeah. It'd be cool if just a bitch slap him. Skinner's like, Mulder, you need to shave. Yeah, just a little, just to grind him down a little. That's fucked up. <clears throat> I like it. Well, um, Mulder breaking on that phone and talk to Scully, who's talking about a full quarantine. Yep, full quarantine. Basically, she can't get out of there. Uh, Mulder wants to let the whole cat out of the bag. Scully's saying, "No, dude, like be smart. It's too early for that. We don't have enough information." Basically, the same thing that CSM was saying in a different mm-hmm. way. Yeah, clever. Um, <clears throat> and she's like, "It's no accident, dude. Big Pharma coming to get us." Yeah. Cleaning um, things up. Bug test. Are we not even going to try to, uh, we're not going to try this, are I, we? I, okay. I have the dialogue in front of me. Nope. I don't want you to look at the dialogue. I want you to explain to me how the bug test works. <laughs> I'm trying. Just do it. <laughs> so you may or may not be infected, Dean. The parasite's undetectable in the bloodstream, okay? Okay. This is the only way to test whether or not you've been infected. The bug isn't infected. I guess the bug <sighs> bites her. And then the bug blood is the rat. <laughs> so you can tell, you can detect it in the bug's bloodstream? The insect's bite won't infect you. The contagion can only be con- t- contracted through exposure in the larvae. What if that thing fucking shoots his larvae into your arm while I have it strapped to you? Mm, I don't get it. I'm too dumb. No, nope, don't understand it at all. Um, but okay, they do a bug. I, oh, I think I know what it means. You want to try again? Yeah, I think I get it. So here's the way it works. I think Osborne, I think he, what he's saying is we can't see it in the bloodstream, but we can see it in the larva. So what we're going to do is have it suck your blood, right? And then in its larva, we can see it. We know the bug's not infected now. If the bug bites you, that's the only logical explanation I can think of, right? I, I guess. P.S. How do you know for certain that bug's not infected? I don't know. Okay. Maybe because it's some bug out of a fucking lab that's never been exposed to it. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, mm-hmm. yeah, it's like a, it's like a, it's like a, it's like a uh, quarantine bug that 
would not have been exposed at this point. Although based on their controlled environments, it could have been exposed (laughs) in the time you fucking put in the dumb, dumb thing, right? Yeah. Could it have been exposed by the guy who's handling it with no BSI on, who has a giant pustule on his neck? Yeah. Don't worry about it. Yeah. I'm sorry. There's uh, four different explanations in the chat. I can imagine. Still don't get it. We're moving on. Um, Okay. Uh, Mulder interrogates the trash princess. Um, (laughs) And her boy there, Paul, is uh, getting uh, getting that ticket to Toronto and freaking out <laughs> the poor ticket attendant with a gross face pustule. Mm. Oh, man, that one gets bad. By the way, I don't... Does Elizabeth know it's on TV when she's in isolation? Mm, no. Unless they have a TV in that room, I don't know. Before that? Yeah, because she's like, oh, why are they talking about it on TV? This is all... The underlying fucking preachy thing is the truth and the not telling people and the cover-up. That That's the underlying theme of this episode, right? Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Big farm is bad. Truth is good. Mm. Naughty. Um, so, yeah, he's going to Toronto. He's on a plane. I mean, on a bus. I like to call this next sequence, um, Good Night, Sweet Prince. This is our oh. send-off to the beloved, fan-favorite, Dr. Osborne. Yeah, and I'm not trying to be insensitive, but if he falls down, I go, uh-oh, and I step back. I get That's way. my words. I go, uh-oh, <laughs> and I Whoa. take four big, stretchy steps back. I'm wearing and I bend more. Ve- I bend like 10 degrees at the waist. Like, that's at the extent of my lean. And I keep my hands, like, really close, like, in between my pecs. And, like, I, I fold my hands, and I bend slightly, and I go, I'm going to get some help. Uh-oh. <laughs> Ooh, I'll, I'll, be, I'll be right, right back. Wait, just wait right there. No, it's going to be fine. No, 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 I'll be right back. No, no I'm no, going to get good. some... I'm going to no, no, get somebody no, no. who no. can help you. I can't help Just you. Be good. I'll be right, right around the corner. <laughs> I'm getting a professional. <laughs> um, my it. favorite part, though, is that as she's like, like basically leaning shoulders, Jesus Dr. Christ, Osborne, God. sharing microscope space with a giant pustule bulging out of his neck. Mm. She has nothing. No face masks, no gloves. Cut to like, a couple scenes later. By the way, that is a, rev- a flattering shirt she's wearing. Mm, yeah, no jacket. It's real. You never see her not in a jacket. No, I guess you're right. Were they trying uh, to like fuck it with us? Get a little by, by, like maybe she's hot and not feeling well or something. I couldn't tell if it was misdirection. I was like, it just at one point she. It's in the shot. She actually, you see her take the blazer off to start working. I, I don't know if she's. If we're like, oh, she is. Is that like her rolling up her sleeves? I don't know. But. I guess. Yeah, it was it, very noticeable down to work. Well, it was, well, yeah. um, but wait, so no, no, uh, no gloves, no mask with the 100% infected dude with the 100% lethal pathogen. Then when she's <laughs> testing the bug's blood, the bug who wasn't infected, the bug who could only have been infected if Scully herself was infected. She has the gloves and face mask on. <laughs> That's my favorite part. Uh, I was like, nice. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> yeah. I, by the way, thought you were, yes, thought you were talking about her tits. I'm going to move, move past when that. When I said you're she looks to make, flattering. You're trying to make a, a point about like the, where they trying to indicate that she felt like flushed, like maybe she had a flu or high temperature. I yes. started with a, it's a very flattering shirt, but I didn't quite understand from there. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, um, Dr. Osborne is, is gone. And uh, Good they're night, just burning up these bodies. Flights of angels swing you to your rest. 
What um? How hot do you have to to like cremate up a body? Like I don't think like a regular bone to to incinerate bone. It's got to get up there. Yeah. So I mean, I guess that's not a. They're just trying to kill the biological stuff. But you're gonna have a bunch of bones in this prison incinerator. That's kind of evidence, right? Yep. You got a huge no pile path. of human bones yeah. in there. I mean, at minimum, the warden's in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> you got 14 guys, sir, uh, whose families have been writing the State Department for weeks. Yeah. Uh, where are they? Oh, about that. Grab yeah. a shovel, come with me. <laughs> we had a flu infection <laughs> epidemic. No big deal. No big deal. No. Is it, <clears throat> I, I don't know much about field marshal tactics or, or U.S. marshal tactics, but is it customary for every one of your federal marshals to dress like they are part of a lumberjack team? <laughs> uh, cold flannel. We are cold flannel. <laughs> and like even even Dean Norris, he's wearing like one of those like uh, Carhartt jackets. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what are you doing? This uh, is yeah. the this is their best attempt at tactics. They're trying to be discreet. Sure, it, they all roll in like they roll shit. in so <laughs> aggressively. I know, man. I'm like, whoa, somebody's getting fighting here. Uh, I mean, I like that Mulder at least convinces them to put on a token show of discretion. Sure, um, sure, and. Uh, yeah, basically our whole climax here is they find out they know he's here. He's got the ticket to Oof. Toronto. They're closing in on him. He hasn't left. Mulder gets the info from Scully that everything is gone at the prison. There is no evidence. The only possible remaining evidence, the truth, capital T, that Mulder is seeking is bulging out of the side of Paul's face. So if you want it, fucking hang on, baby. And... uh yeah, it is kind of cool. Can't, they, I can't deal with his face. I can't oh, deal with it at the end. Ah, uh, man! I by the way, fucking set up a <clears throat> t-ball stand in the mm. in the Facebook group. Nobody yeah. took a chop. You set one up for him? Yeah, yeah. I did the um, same you know, like place a announcement post I, about this and this uh, that we were doing this episode. Oh, you know, caption blah, 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 the photo. Gives, yeah, caption the photo. Come on, there's so much there. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that poor kid ferocious man's veins bulge as he prepares to bust on small boy's face. Something like that. Mm-hmm. It's a little wordy, but I like where your head's at. No. <laughs> <laughs> the text would be small. Huge sentence as a caption. <laughs> I love it. That's actually kind of funny in an ironic way. Yeah. Nobody took a swing. No, nobody. Mm. Well, at least we did get comments. We'll get back to that after mm-hmm. fucking last week's <laughs> debacle. Callie Sari. <laughs> sad, sad performance. But yeah, uh, this whole thing. I mean, Mulder wants Oof. to be the, the hero here. Um, but it's also sort of for ulterior motives in a way. He wants the truth, dude. He, he wants the truth. Capital T. Um, I do like that he kind of gets. I think the dude that plays Paul is, is pretty good in this moment when he mm. talks about like knowing that he's dying. <clears throat> yeah. And, and like Mulder kind of easily gets him to release everybody that the gig's up. You're not getting out. You're dying. And this yeah, guy's I mean, good at the end here too. Yeah. He's cold blooded. He's willing to kill to, to get his way. The emotions are washing over him though. Yeah. You can see it. It's good. He, good. Acting. He's not like a psychopath. He's not just trying to kill for the sake of killing. And here he is at the end of the road and it's not going to bring him any joy to fucking blow that big load all over that little wonky looking Canadian kid. Mm. Um, and uh, then, you know, he just gets shot inside the head. By the way, yeah. Uh, that trigger happy uh, federal who marshal. killed him? A, a marshal? Is it obvious who killed him? No, they never show the specific one. Right, um, probably a marshal. Probably not. You know, um, a citizen. 
with a concealed carry. I don't think they're making that <laughs> statement. Um, you know, good guy with a gun. I was thinking like a government fucking shadow op, a little wet works action. Um, oh yeah, it does kind of have farmer of a Big pharma assassin. <laughs> That's a different type of episode. <laughs> There's some guy in a doctor's uniform, like with a sniper rifle, climbing out of the... <laughs> Sweet. You just see a dude um, putting, a, putting a fucking case in a trunk. Hey, real quick though. Yeah. Uh, save Mulder's life. Yep. Because he was in a closed environment and that thing was about to fucking blow. He has terrible luck in these types of situations, doesn't he? The guy always ends up dead in oh, these. Yeah. We're on a bus or on a train or whatever the fuck. Yeah. Not quite as strong as Paper Hearts, though, this one. Oof. Yeah. Not really. Not really. But hey. There we that's go. It. He's good. Bye, bye, Paul. Bye, Paul. And uh, our little epilogue wrap up here with Skinner trying to give, uh, again, trying to push for the truth. Skinner telling him to drop it. And, uh, What's the whole um, Scully shows up and the, basically farm is a way out of this? They're, they're alibi of a sort? Yeah, they're, <laughs> their alibi is pretty good. The Costa Rican government just faxed me, faxed me the report on the missing scientist, she tells him. His name is Robert Torrance, same exact name. The failsafe was a postal error. Doesn't matter though, does it? You're still responsible. Um, yeah, still Imagine got like 18 <laughs> bodies though, right? Yeah, still got 18 bodies. And it, the prison must have been an accident, a total coincidence then. Um, I, I think what she's insinuating is that they, the prison was deliberate, but they're like, oh, oops. Oh, right. Of course. Was, yeah. was that. Yeah. Right? Got it. Of course. Of course. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. That's, that makes that, more sense. That's how I read it. But also, <laughs> ah, it's not going to hold up. Yeah. I've got a couple other problems though. Again, back to the 18 bodies. Hmm. Still a lot of dead people um, from this pathogen you sent unmarked. I, I don't think that's procedure, you know, in the, like the plastic standard yeah. priority mail thing you can get at the post office. Don't think that's how you're supposed to send uh, biohazards anyway nope. to anybody. Yeah. man, Mulder gets all huffy and puffy with Skinner. Mm. Yeah. He's a, uh, gets a little self-righteous here, huh? Great. Oh God. Does he ever. By the way, Skinner, great line. I stand right on the line that you keep crossing. <sighs> Delivered yeah. in such a Skinner way. <laughs> Doesn't the watch his back? Jesus Christ. Thought you yeah, had as, my a, back. as a friend. Yeah. Thought you had my back, boss man. <laughs> uh, well. Good call, Karen. Uh, everyone is dead. Mulder and Scully save no one. Yeah, they're on a bad run right now. <laughs> they're, they're on a bad run. <laughs> not a lot of crime solving. <laughs> I don't think, hey, at minimum, they're not going to raise... Uh, so come review time they got a lot of questions to be answered um before we get into um listener comments uh dean let me ask you uh throat dick or pustule death for me to die Mm -hmm. pustule death looks much less painful like you just kind of you kind of just fall out true but you're with it i think throat dick you're like the the fungus is running the show for a while, right? You're like not even, you're not experiencing throat dicking. Oh, if we know that for certain. Yeah, but that fucking pulsating throat, I'd rather have shit pulsating on the surface of my flesh than deep in my esophagus. (laughs) That gives me that visceral alien fear, like chest bursters and shit. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, if you really don't like somebody, you can probably line up that pustule for your little last send off. It's just, it's just being deep in you, like like the fucking snow. You get old snake belly. Can't, <laughs> can't do snake belly. You know? 
don't want that. <laughs> don't like that. I mean, it looks like our guy at the end here was foaming at the mouth a wee bit. But, um, I mean, Osborne just kind of laid back, called it a day. Not much of a fighter, though, that one. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh. Might the idea of that thing popping out of your neck. Oof. Yeah. Yep. Um, all right. Well, listener comments. I got one. Go ahead. Diane Walker. Renaud. I want to like this episode. I really do. There are a few things that have me scratching my head. Were the prison warning guards in collusion with Pink? Uh-huh. Because if I were managing a prison, I'd be suspicious of a rotting ham hock wrapped in butcher paper and sent to someone on death row. She continues by saying, During the Ebola scare a few years back, I was on my hospital's high contagion response team. Badass. Damn. We had foreign students from some of the infected areas. During drills, we were trussed up like turkeys in biosuits with goggles and masks with our zipper sealed with duct tape. I don't understand what Scully and Osborne were thinking. If they were thinking, if they were thinking. I kind of enjoy the pustules. I thought a home again was much more disgusting with its little maggot trails. Yeah. That was, um, that's season 11, right? Is it 10 or 11? That's Which one? Home again. Yeah. It's one of that's, the new ones. 10 or 11, I don't know. Man, I gotta, I gotta rewatch both those seasons. High contagion response team, pretty cool. Yeah, that's dope. Um, I am gonna go with. Um, I was just reading. Um, <clears throat> Karen Mary has an awesome one. There's like 19 different points. It's too long to read. I'll, one I quick thing. Um, <laughs> uh, conspiracy, blah blah. Can we all just take a moment to agree that five o'clock shadow molder is the best molder? <laughs> <laughs> nice, of course. I agree with that. I think. Like it. I like it. Uh, local Audrey. Uh, if you take this episode and look at the pieces in isolation, um, some interesting cinematography, amazing makeup, good guest stars, pharmaceutical company conspiracy, escape convicts, unknown contagion, it is easy to find things to like. Put them all together and add some bad dialogue, not the best X-Files. I think that sums it up pretty well for me. Dude, I, I just had a moment, man. I'm having a fucking moment. Mm. If they were as good at isolating in this particular episode, these contagions and pathogens, it might have made for a better episode, right? When she said that all these parts isolated are sort of so meta, it's such a meta comment, she doesn't even realize it. Wait, do you think it would make a better... No, I was saying uh, one of the problems we had with this is their inability to isolate anything. Oh. They're, they're terrible doctor and <laughs> all that, all the fucking unrealistic shit that happens in this. I gotcha. Puss well, face aside. Yeah, we're... Uh... You know, we're not transmitting our virus back and forth as strong as we sometimes are, but fortunately, that means only one of us will end up um, going into the incinerator today, so that's good. Mm. Liza M., this episode has three of my favorite things in the whole world. Scully's inner medical skills to, to own the situation. Gorgeous cinematography with those burning sunsets. There was some good shots in this one. We didn't talk much about them. And three, pustules that explode. There you go. She's one of those that rushes... She popped the zits on um, her boyfriend's back. <laughs> or a girlfriend. I don't know. Yeah. Um, maybe both. You know? Yeah. Uh, local Audrey, new to the Illuminati. Is that correct? She is. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah, check out membership. At By the www.LibertyStreetGeek.net. Dude. There you go. There's a lot of comments this week. Great, right? Yeah. Mm, yeah. Carmelita said, look at all the comments this week, Josh. Last week was did, a fluke. Did you see the, trust me, you don't want to do this, Wilford Brimley posts? How perfect is it that he posted it, first of all? And it's oh. the Antarctica scientists find <laughs> creature 3,500 meters under ice. It's yes. this weird squishy thing that a guy is touching with no gloves on. It looks awful. Oof. It looks so awful. 
in about three to four hours, that guy's going to be like, no, I'm feeling a lot better. (laughs) (laughs) And then they're going to have to burn him up. We are not who we are. (laughs) Um, In closing, I'm going to stick with I like it. Yeah. And um, I want to ask, is this the grossest X-Files episode that you can think of? Yes, because I can't think of anything else right now. Yeah. And if I could, I would have said it. So it has a lasting impression. Yeah. Right. Fluke Man's pretty gross just with all the- Wait a minute. The shit and whatnot. Fluke Man is grosser. Home is gross in a different way. It is gross in a different way, but- Home is gross with almost more of what you don't see, which you have to think about. Yeah. Fluke Man swimming in the shit water with his mouth open. Fray water down here. (laughs) Yeah. Oof. Yeah. What about the garbage guy? Remember my garbage guy in one of the newer episodes? Garbage man, that's new season, right? Yeah, kind of garbage dude. He was gross too. Garbage guy, yeah, um, yeah. Just, I mean, but but the but the man, the the pulsating nodules on your face is fucking nasty. Yeah, it tweaks me the, out. When they start moving, that's almost grosser to me than the actual pus explosion. Hmm. The throbbing, Oof. the throbbing, pulsating, engorged member. Yeah. That's not keep talking. I'm talking about something different now. <laughs> not great. Anyway, uh, what are we doing next time on this uh, lovely show? Um, we got a, a little trio of episodes coming up to wrap up season two. Oh, it's a trio. Well, no, I just oh, I'm making a trio because there's three of them. But ah, got it. They're going to be special each in their own way. We have uh, Soft Light, which is I don't um, remember it at all. Well. I think the most noteworthy thing about it, um, Shaloub, I remember it's right? pretty good, but yeah, it's Tony Shalhoub, man. He's fucking awesome. National treasure, Tony Shalhoub, um, which is very cool. Um, then, uh, the penultimate episode will be our town, which, um, we're actually gonna do a little commentary, I think. Yep. You said that's a good candidate. So I am pumped. And, um, that will set us up for the finale, which will be Anasazi, <sighs> which is a, uh, Oh, that shit. I know. Oh, yeah. Is that my people, bro? <laughs> yep. <laughs> Get back to your people. I, I I never remember. Are your people Native Americans or are they Japanese? Uh, fuck. Are they samurai or are they... Depends on my mood. They might be German when soccer right. season rolls around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's a mythology. It's a cliffhanger. Mm. It's very good. Very, very good. Mm. And, um, and then, uh, yeah, then, you know, we'll obviously be going on to season three. We, uh, if we get renewed, we got to talk to the studio, <laughs> some things. Um, and uh, yeah, we're already planning our uh, our season two wrap up quiz. If you've been around from uh, from the get go, that'll be coming back again with some uh, exciting new prizes. Awesome, dude! Soft luck. Okay, I got the three uh, the three tags: Mulder and Scully pursue an unbalanced scientist who, whose research has caused his shadow to become deadly. That's soft light. Our town is while probing murders in Southern Town. The agents find evidence of modern-day cannibalism. God, that sounds great. And, of course, Anasazi, Mulder, and Scully cover a chilling link between UFO cover-up and secret government experiments. Back into it. Awesome. So, just to recap, we're doing soft light commentary, or watch along, in this case, in our town, and then Anasazi. That's it, buddy. Cool. I'm looking forward to it. Then we will see you guys in two weeks with soft light and in the tradition of the X-Files podcast. Josh, could you do me a big, giant favor? Mm-hmm. Right after you get done popping that nasty pustule on your face, could you bid these good people a day? That's right. Well, next time you take a big pustule, blast square in the face, throw your head back, put your shoulders back, 
Act like you've been here before. Take it like a champ.